that's good. You got something in there, right? <laughs> sure, I'll find it. And if not, I'll just add something from The Simpsons. That'll work. <laughs> One day I should just do that. Saxophone. Oh, that's a good one. Or yeah. maybe I do the I do the one where uh, he gets Lisa a jug, and so oh, yeah. because the saxophone got stolen, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> "I didn't tell you to stop playing the jug." Because <laughs> 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 he's moving faster. How about when uh, when Lisa plays a sad song, and he was he goes like uh, he goes uh, uh, she she plays something cheery, and she says she plays Saints Go Marching In, and he doesn't know the lyrics, so he's like, "Oh, when the Saints go." Over there, oh, over there, <laughs> oh, I want to be in the rumba when the saints go over there. God damn, so good, so good. I, ah, uh, yes. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can, shout out to the super fans, uh-huh. You don't really want to miss Pop Soccer, stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds. Keep it so entertaining. Hey, Pop Saga. Hey there, Pop Saga pals. Get ready for another episode of Pop Saga, a pop culture pop cast. TM, TM, TM. That should have, could have, but ended because we didn't. Today's episode is like a roller coaster ride through the temporal loom of Loki season two. Buckle up your helmets because we've got to take you on a wild time hopping ride filled with mind bending shots, outrageous speculation, and of course, unbridled enthusiasm. I know it's weird hearing me say the word enthusiasm, but before we plunge headfirst into the, the Loki madness, we've got some sizzling hot news and announcements fresh from the oven eh, about 350 for about 45 minutes we'll see what comes out there i'm john your tva hunter with a heart of gold and alongside me is the man with glorious purpose the god of weird forest so without further ado <laughs> let's dive into this week's petification that's it what you got that's fantastic <laughs> yeah. oh, i got another great intro it's me the god of weird obviously i did my weird thing before but that's just what a weirdo does <laughs> it was a 50 50 chance i didn't know what i'd get if i called you the god of weird and still got weird howdy cowboy <laughs> It's I don't like know. A, it's like a clown fiesta in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, at the clown rodeo. Or I guess that's just a regular rodeo when the bull yes. comes out. Yes. Yeah. You're just a clown trying to uh, deal with the <laughs> bull. I don't really know. I don't what know. What does the clown do exactly? Piss the uh, bull off? Yeah. I mean, because clowns naturally piss most people off, so I imagine they're pretty good at pissing a bull off. People have a, a strong reaction to clowns. Some people don't like them at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. me coming in with the hot takes. <laughs> I mean, you're not a you're you're not wrong. I mean, in terms of people dislike for clowns, I I personally don't have that uh, predilection. Uh, I I trained with the Pickle Family Circus when I was just a small child what the so, hell yeah 
Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm not having a stroke. I don't smell almonds. I haven't been poisoned. No, I. Back in the day, there used to be. <laughs> okay, how is this not? <laughs> how is this not what this podcast is about? What me training at the pickle family circus? For a bit? Yes. I mean, I, I have don't know. so many questions. Okay, well, let's go. I'll give you a rapid five, but let me let me just give you the. <laughs> The origin, and then you take how many questions you want to know about it. Uh, pickle I'm family sure this circus. will answer all of my questions, um, but please It go probably ahead. will, and everyone else is like, Pickle Family, get out of here. Yeah, Pickle Family Circus is a circus that was like here in the Bay Area, out of San Francisco. And they used to offer uh, free clown classes at the uh, rec center. So when I was about four or five years old, the rec center in my neighborhood, they were doing that. So I went over there every feel like maybe like once a week or something like that i'd go up there and learn some sort of clowning sort of technique like i, I used to be able to tumble like a mad person um i couldn't juggle i still can't could never figure that out but i do things with tassels and all the other things that you see clowns do and did that for like six months wow wow that's really interesting uh wow all the kind of amazing things you get up to when you're a city kid right there was no I mean, there was a jar of pickles in the grocery store, the very small grocery store where I grew up, but mm -hmm. no, nothing such so wondrous and and uh, whimsical as the Pickle Family Circus. One question, real quick though: yeah, sure. Was their last name Pickle, or did they just love pickles, or did they pickle vegetables on the side? Where do you know what the origin of that name is? It's two out of three. I'll let you decide which two out of three is correct. Uh, Actually, yeah, yeah, they like pickling a lot. Uh, is that for real? Yeah, they were a big fan of pickling and canning and anything that has to do with uh, pickling spices. And mm, I think you're, falling, you're you're taking me for a little bit of a ride. Yeah, this is a little no. bit of a clown. This is a no. little bit of their clown college training coming on, coming, uh, coming back. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, yeah. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Little, little Was their more... last name Pickle or not? Uh, a clown never tells. Is that a thing? I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> it totally a is. As one who's, one who's trained to be a clown, only uh, clowns know this. Know. So if clowns know, are listening to this, they know I'm uh, I'm staying on the books because I don't want to get kicked out of the Don't come at me, order. clowns. Don't come at me. Don't come at me. I didn't break the sacred covenant, the clown covenant. It weren't me. Yeah, you, you you know a Pickle Family Circus member because if you go into their house, they will all have a clown hanging on the wall somewhere. Mm, now, is, is this a whole clown? Is this an elf-on-the-shelf type situation? Or is this like a full-size clown that is just hanging on the wall? Nah, no full-size thing. Even full-size clowns weird out other clowns. Like myself. I see. Yeah, so you're yeah. saying like a clown, a mounted clown head as if one would dis display a big game trophy, trophy in a... If they well, were that's a, a little extreme. I was thinking like a little print or art piece oh, I see. painting okay. up a clown. You know? I don't know why I went to like three-dimensional. Yeah, you thinking, you thinking everyone's got head-mounting money. I was a poor city kid <laughs> learning from the Pickle Family Circus at a rec center. <laughs> Take all those words together and tell me how much money it sounded like I had because I didn't have very much <laughs> It's not like those Ringling Brother clowns training in their super state-of-the-art facilities. Right. This isn't a, a Cirque du Soleil that combines psychosexual ele element with the 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 uh, woodwind versions of Jefferson Airplane. No. 
Um, this is the Pickle Family Circus. Uh, yeah, that's you're getting kazoo versions of Aha songs. So oh, sick. <laughs> I don't. I can't make a kazoo sound. I should yeah. have a kazoo here, though. I feel like that. You want to talk about something voice mod? You should add a fucking AI kazoo voice. Yeah, where give us go. our AI kazoo plugin? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean that's. That. Yeah, like, I'll get a slide whistle, and I think we'll really change the tone of this uh, this whole endeavor. I mean, people have been asking for it, so we might as well just do it up. No. <laughs> See, perfect. Slide whistle, kazoo action. Uh, we'll make you pickle family proud. <laughs> it it kind of does seem like something that someone would, who would open for Gallagher. I don't know why, uh, but th- there's something there that that feels maybe it's just pickles and and smashing things go together. I'm not sure. Maybe, but I do want to say that my pickle family circus, we did have standard, so Gallagher probably not Oof. high on our list. Yeah, sorry. Gallagher, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Gallagher. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to tell this is not in relation to any of the things that we're going to talk about today, but when Perfect. I found out that there was, Gallagher had a twin brother that dressed yeah, up Gallagher exactly too. like him, exactly, and did the mm-hmm. exact same show, just under the name Gallagher 2, my worlds, that's like, a pivotal moment that I'll never forget. It was just like, you know, that's my Ratatouille moment. <laughs> that was it right there. Yep. The taste of childhood instead of discovering there were two Gallagher's. Because yep. one, Gallagher 2 looked like a slightly bloated air version of the first Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. And when they got older, that it was it was very hard to distinguish. What a cra- what a what a wild thing that happened, right? Because uh, they... I. I might be talking out of turn, and this is just based on a hazy memory. But as far as I remember, they did not care for each other. And no, I, no, Ga- they did not. Gallagher like one did not approve of Gallagher two. Uh, he's he's horning in on my smashing fruit business. Because <laughs> I think that was the other thing. It wasn't like Gallagher one went to two and was like, "Hey, you know what? Like, I'm gonna bomb off for the weekend and not do this thing. You just want to take my bit and do it for me." No one yeah. will be able to tell. No, I don't think it was any of that. I think Gallagher too saw an opening in the fruit smashing business and was just like, "Well, if he can do it, I'm gonna do it as him as well." Hey, brother, I figured out you didn't copyright your ledgermatic, so I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> Same beret. No, I mean, probably stole the beret from him. Oh, jeez. Went over, went over. <laughs> yeah, went over one Christmas. And just was just like he had to. He enacted the plan. He's like, I will become Gallagher as well. And, you know, somebody was like, no, you're Gallagher too. Yep. <laughs> Whenever you do, don't look in these this closet. That's where all my berets are. <laughs> oh, poor Gallagher one. Yeah. So trusting. So, so trusting. Didn't even, yeah. The, you know, the, that's what they say. The, the ones that uh, love you the most hurt you the most. I really yes, I believe that's what they said. Really botched that one. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We're giving ourselves a break. It's a new year. <laughs> no, no, we still got a what? Little ways to go. Yeah. It's not oh over yet. dear, that's very disappointing news. Well, yeah. put a, better put away all the streamers and my doesn't work this year. Twenty twenty four glasses. 
Yeah, yeah. Just hold on to those. You don't need to put them away. Just put them like a side table or something. There right. Yeah. Just need to put them on layaway until the uh, until the new year rolls around. Of course. Let's uh, see it. But uh, why don't we forget what year it is for real? Great. I'm That's waiting right. to take a sip of this. That's right, because it's time for the segment that everybody tunes into the podcast for. It's what are you enjoying this evening? Of course. Uh, I am enjoying um, a um, 209 gin with uh, on ice with a uh, little bit of sparkling water, because I just wanted something a little refreshing with a little... Uh, a little quinine tea, you know, not a little quinine taste to it, but more, excuse me, juniper taste to it, stuff like that. So real basic, basic. And yeah, it's good. Gin and soda. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I've, uh, uh, we put together a L-shaped uh, wine rack and uh, Donnie was like, wow, we got a lot of gin. And I was like, no, we don't. We have a lot of gin. So I got to start making a dent out of it. So there you go. <laughs> Well, you know what they say, when the sun shines, make gin. That's no. right. They've never said that. Anyway. They will, they will now. Guess what? Right. Uh, I'm announcing uh, two did gin, and that's going to be our saying. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. that would be a that would be a special day. Yeah. Uh What's on, what's 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 what are you drinking? Oh, good question. Uh, what am I drinking? Oh, well, right, of course. Uh, I'm drinking today a Cerveza Modelo Oro, the gold standard in light beer. Uh, this is uh, Modelo's entry into the light beer market. Uh, I've talked about it on the show before, I do believe. But uh, they spent a lot of time making sure it didn't taste like corn, and they did a good job because it tastes like a Mexican lager. I'm going to go ahead and open that up. And I'm gonna pour it in a tall glass that is rimmed in salt with a little lime wedge for squeezing later. And of course, I don't have to be too careful with the pour because this is light beer, and so whatever head that forms will be as if a ghost and gone before a baby's whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but let's take a little squeeze the lime in there to complete this delicious preparation of this delicious Mexican beer. That's right. Oh, yep. It's beer. 4.0% alcohol by volume, 90 calories, and only three carbohydrates for 12 fluid ounces of liquid gold oro fancy mm-hmm. and healthy mm. you know um, the healthiest thing would be to do none at all but uh <laughs> yeah, i don't think so i don't think so i can the, only um, give it so much you know yeah look the four ounces of gin i poured in my cup don't worry about it. That's what oh, I'm I love it. I love it. You, they, you said, pour me a double bartender, and the camera f it, it spun around, and you were the bartender. I know. I was the bartender all along. Yep. <laughs> and then you look back at yourself, and you said, that'll cost you extra, and I think you know why. You, <laughs> you were like, wait, what am, what am I saying that to myself? 
It's a very weird tableau. It was. Definitely was weird, but eh, worth it because this tastes pretty good. Yeah. Well, you know what else was weird? At least, you know, uh, you know, what else was a little bit weird? I mean, there's a lot. Of, well, I don't know. Weird maybe is the wrong word, John. Okay. Um, well, maybe interesting is a better word. Because I don't know if you heard this little bit of news, but uh, apparently John Cena was involved in the production of a Looney Tunes movie. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, I think he played Wile E. Coyote or something. (laughs) I did not look, I did not look into it that far, uh, but it's called Coyote vs. Acme, and it's a... it is a, I think it's like a, a animation mixed with live action type venture. Oh, maybe. Uh, oh. I, I, th- I thought he was just the, sure. I mean, I heard he was doing, a, he, he, he was in a Warner Brother movie, and I think it was even written by James Gunn or something like that. Oh, really? Or, or punched up by James Gunn, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know much about it. It could be that it is, uh, it, it is a deed, a fully animated endeavor, but, uh, much like the, that has been going on over at Warner Brothers lately, it was one of the many movies that's been shelved as, uh, Warner Brothers seems to be a, a cleaning house a little bit, um, on the things that it is deciding to put out there. And, uh, once this was announced, the backlash was swift and... Serious, so much to, so that they've reverses uh, they've reversed course over there. They're gonna they're going to uh, shop it around, see if anyone else wants it. Good, yeah, yeah good. interesting. Yeah, i I would rather them do that than this whole nefarious. Let's look for all the movies we don't want to launch so we can save money on taxes. Shit. Yeah, it's so cynical, it's, and especially when you think about how the fact that like these things are done, you know, they're they're practically in the can, or in some cases they are a hundred percent in the can, and uh, and then it's just like it's just thrown in the trash. Like let us let the people see. We want to see. I, I mean, granted, I'm kind of quickly reading through this here. It does seem like it might be a Roger Rabbit type uh, mixture. I would love that. That would be great. Sure. I mean, I just, I mean, look, am I necessarily the target audience for Coyote versus Acme? Yes. But that doesn't mean, you know, that that we should deprive (laughs) all the kids who might need to see that too. So let's get it out there. It just, it, it makes no sense. And I mean, it's, there's so much work that kind of goes into these movies that the know that it gets shelved because of like, you know, an accountant just trying to balance the books or make a book pretty good instead of just giving it the fighting chance just seems like why bother making it if you weren't that sure about it you know obviously there's a lot of changes that are going on in warner brothers so it makes a little bit more sense that their 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 priorities are shifting kind of the way they are even i mean makes sense in a sense that it you know the greed seems to be overwhelming this time but yeah let's give people coyote versus acme that could be a lot of fun and i don't i don't like i would say that if you have something that is on your docket it's not working out and you got to cancel it it's in production maybe it's not finished that makes sense but like 
This movie, unlike the other ones that supposedly weren't testing all that well, it supposedly tested several times in the 90s. People like it. It's, uh, and, uh, it's just kind of, uh, yeah, it is, it is good to see this movie that I just found out what feels like a week ago existed at all. Uh, good to see it saved from the, uh, you know, from the vault, uh, by the, uh, the backlash. Uh, you know, it's weird cause like, I really wish this same thing had happened with Batgirl. I still really want to see that movie quite badly. Uh, I don't even care if it was bad. <laughs> I think I just want to. See, I just want to see bat anything. Uh, but True. Uh, at least, I, so that was interesting. I don't, to me, it, it was anyway. Um, just because I had just found out about it, and then all of a sudden, it's the 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 subject of a of a of a rare reversal. In uh, in the current regime over at the, uh, <laughs> that damn frog. <laughs> oh, that frog! Oh, that cuckoo frog! Did you see any news out there that caught your eye, John? I'd love to hear what you're passionate about. We're not going to cover everything on this show because the internet exists. You can look it up. But what I would really love to hear is that was there anything that has been announced lately that has really uh captured your imagination i have a couple of other things but i'd I'd love to hear from you yeah one um i I saw this article a few days ago um where it was talking about you know the the former now showrunner again for doctor who russell t davies Mm -hmm. at one point wanted the doctor to meet the crew of the enterprise oh wow that would have been cool right and now that they're saying that he's back on doctor who a Star Trek crossover could probably happen. And then that wow. just got me kind of really tickled to thinking about like, oh my God, the Doctor and Star Trek, why not? It could totally happen. It would. It, I so don't know that, who would make how that. How would though. that happen? How, do you th- how would you think that that would happen? Because like, I guess in Star Trek, they have established that multiple dimensions exist, so they could conceivably go to any dimension. But Doctor Who, have they established multiple dimensions in Doctor Who? Or I thought it was just time. I mean, I think it's the next logical jump that you could sure, uh, yeah. do that. And I want to say there are probably other universes that are mentioned. Um, but my uh, Doctor Who expertise has waned over the years. I can't remember anything in the old shows that were like, oh, yeah, hey, there's the other Doctor from another time. No, nothing like that, but... There's no reason that once you're manipulating time, messing with other space factors seems like it would be relatively easy for that. And I mean, both shows kind of line up for it. I, I think the bigger question is, which show does it appear on? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I you would hope that it would be like that those those classic sitcom crossovers, and we'd get an episode of each. Uh, oh, that'd be really cool. Force you to kind of watch yeah. between both. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. To get the whole story, uh, that would be my pres- that would be my preferred method of uh, of that crossover happening. But uh, that's interesting. That is really really an intriguing thought. I think if there was any a t- if there was ever a time again, forgive us if the if multiple realities such as uh, we understand them today 
have been introduced in uh, Doctor Who in the past. Uh, you know, I like Jodie Whittaker. I skipped all the whole Peter Capaldi seasons. Uh, so I'm not exactly what you would call totally up to date uh, on um, uh, on Doctor Who's l- previous lore. Uh, but I think the introduction of David Tennant as the for- the returning Doctor, but also the 14th Doctor, would be the perfect time, I think, to say, oh, this isn't, this reality is Doctor, somehow it's a d- another guy, <laughs> somehow regenerated in the same body. Yeah, well, I mean, that is stunt casting. Mm. That is just them like, look, we we pissed off a lot of the diehards. Let's try to see what, because they were too diehard, I guess. Let's try to see what we can do to bring them back. So yeah. let's bring him back as uh, the doctor, but a different doctor. You know, I mean, I've voiced my complaints about the fact that he's been able to regenerate past 12. I know they explained it, but I can't stand that. I, yeah. I, I like that. A little bit of a cop out. Just a little bit. Because it's like, oh, we don't like him. He regenerates. We don't like this actor. Let's regenerate him again. It just, just feels like a little bit of a cop out. To be fair, they should have never given themselves that restriction but you know at the time bbc notoriously I'm sure they, so they're surprised like, they're like 12 we'll never get there <laughs> yeah. what's a number so high we'll never reach it 12 yeah that sounds about right this show sucks <laughs> let's do 12 yeah. let's do, let's do well, 12 doctors that's enough right yeah that's fine um, hey guy I... who is like 50 who's playing the doctor you'll be playing him forever right sure yeah, it's me just do 12. I'll be doing it ever, forever. Take a hiatus, I'll come back, I swear. Please? I mean, yeah. You know they knew there was a problem when they went from uh, three to four. Uh-huh. Because they were like, okay, John Perley, you're a little... I mean, you could still do the judo, but you're a little... So we're going to go with Tom Baker. And then they're like, mm, this is still a little too old. Let's go uh, even younger. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> You know, let's get a let's hip go doctor. for a real beefy boy. Yeah, one that likes celery and cricket clothes. Hey, guess what? He likes celery so much, it's going to be on his lapel. Yeah, and it never it never gets rotten. He always has to swap that thing out. Just put that on front street. <laughs> I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a big refrigerator in the TARDIS. Well, yeah, I mean, technically it's as big as he needs it to be, so there you go. Maybe it's a, or maybe it's like a really small refrigerator that just has celery in it. Oh, do you think he has like a little, like one of those little uh, fridges that holds just like, I mean, like six cans of soda? Yep. <laughs> but just it's like, just two just, two things of celery. That's as much celery as any one person needs for their whole life, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. Celery is one of those calorie negative foods that you actually like expend more calories chewing it than uh, it has in it, I think. So, yeah. You, you know, you, you eat only celery, you're going to die. Yeah, this, I mean, if, if you this eat brought to you by the Bacon Council. <laughs> I mean, you're only going to eat celery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what is so? Uh, this might be because I've just been, you know, eating a little healthier lately. So I've just a been denying myself. Really, truly, I've gone overboard. But I've been denying myself so many delicious things that I, so much so to the fact lately I've been thinking all I can think about is ants on a log. Really. That's where you've gotten to. That's where I'm at. 
Yeah. It's on a log. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar, it might be called something else in your part of the world. Uh, ants on a log is when you take celery and you cut it into little pieces or maybe make, make a big old log to the whole celery stock and then fill it up with peanut butter uh, and then you put little raisins on top. Yep. Those are the ants. You get it? Yeah, they, they, it could also be turds on a log. Um, if you Nobody like. calls it that. No one calls it what they want to put in their mouth, turds on a log. That's not true. We used to call it turds on a log all the time in my house. Because <laughs> you didn't like it. No, I mean, what's not the... I mean, it tastes like a more organic peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's, not That's true. I mean, I, I, I definitely I mean, was like... It. It's true. It's true. It's not something I ever thought I would. But I'm like, ooh, give me those river grapes. I need them. Maybe you should uh, Maybe you should just have one. <laughs> Get out of the system. I gotta have it. No, I, no, mean, I mustn't. The sugar content in grapes is too high. I mean, if it's like three raisins and some peanut butter and celery. Mm, no, no. I mean, it'd be different if you're like, well, you know, okay, I'll have one and peanut butter, raisins, a couple of fried chicken tenders. And then you start getting a little crazy. But it's, you, you know what? You do. You, you, you live yeah. your life. You live it's your a slippery life. chicken tendy slope, I think. <laughs> it's on a log. It's is sep- your gateway drug. Next thing you know, you're bathing in a Scrooge McDuck swimming pool filled with French fries. and Oh, my God, I have to stop. Oh, that um, sounds pretty good. Yep, actually. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It was meant to be a cautionary tale, but I just can't wait to do it, though. Mm. <laughs> uh, hey, John. Yeah? Did you know no. that there is an alien, the series, in development as we speak? I've heard of such things, and I asked the immediate question of, why? Why? Uh, good question. I mean, I'm fine with it. I love the world, the world building of aliens. So, you know, if, as long as they can give me an interesting story in that world, show me what Waylon Yatani is up to, or not. Or show me something from a different part of the world. Uh, expand your lore footprint, but... Uh, exciting new update about Alien the series. Uh, Noah Howley, who uh, is the showrunner of the Alien TV series, uh, saying that they uh, now that the strike is over, by the way, strike is over for the actors of Hollywood. Let's all give them a big round of applause so they can go back to work. Uh, but uh, Alien the series not coming out until the first half of 2025 a little disappointing because there's still a long time to wait but at least we have confirmation that shooting begins early next year all right does it say what channel it's going to be on or what streaming service that's a great question (laughs) i have no clue uh i'm sure you'll hear all about it when it is i mean it's fox so you'd think it would be disney plus or hulu uh but uh let's see um do 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 dot do de do it's on hulu uh there you go yeah okay that's a choice yeah 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 Yeah, i mean yeah it makes a lot of sense based on who owns the rights yeah totally no it doesn't make sense what doesn't make sense chris pratt being in a garfield movie 
Oh boy, the internet was divided by the the, the famous lasagna loving Monday hating orange feline revealed to be played by somehow prolific voice actor Chris Pratt, the voice of this year's number one grossing film, Mario. <laughs> Think about that. A, a, a two oh, I guess uh, Garfield has a very divisive you know divisive personality some people love garfield a lot of people hate him for some strange reason people hate to, garfield yeah you hear people like garfield sucks heathcliff or die or garfield hasn't been funny since 82 which might be true i used to read those old garfield, garfield hasn't been people have that strong of opinions about garfield that is surprising john yes. coming in with the hot takes well, I like Garfield, so I don't have hot takes on it. I'm, I guess more of my hot take is we couldn't find anyone else to be Garfield. We couldn't find anyone else from, like, Parks and Rec. I don't even hear. I couldn't even hear what that one said. That one was quiet. That was quiet. That was we'll do it again quiet. just for the back, yeah, do it. The, the back of the audience. The boy is hotter than hot. He's hot. hot, hot. <laughs> you go. That's Ruby Rod from The uh, Fifth Element talking about. Yeah. Was it filmed on a uh, off of a phone onto another phone? Um, that does sound door? like it was. It does sound like it was <laughs> recorded on street? a subway <laughs> with the window open. It sounded on a subway car. That was a real. That was a real shitty record. Uh, but um, yeah, I got. I, well, I don't have hot takes. I just know others have hot takes. Well, I mean, I just, it sounds like you have like a little bit of an opinion on who is playing the orange lasagna cat. He's got Mario. Let's get someone else from Parks and Rec the opportunity the voice. Like, give me Ron Swanson. Give me Nick oh, Offerman as Garfield. Wow. That is inspired casting. Think about it. That works so much better than Chris Pratt. Look, I'm not. Look, I didn't see the Mario movie. I have no interest. I played the games. I think I know what it's all about. <laughs> But like say, the Mario movie is worth seeing. I mean, it's streaming now, so maybe I'll check it up after. I've yeah, check it out. Like it, for the the Jack Black performance alone, I think it's worth uh, tuning in. Well, I mean, uh, I've seen the Peaches uh, YouTube clip. That was enough. You're saying for me. that's all you need. Okay, I think so. But like, I mean, look, look, I'm going through Carol Burnett right now. So once I get through the Carol Burnett show, wow, I'm God. sure eventually I'll find some other stuff to watch. And is then I'll think how, about Mario. Is this how you're coping with what is going on in the world right now? You yes. are spiraling back and back and back. You are like yes. this. You, you are yes. delving into a quilt of comfort television, the likes of which that which has rarely been seen. Yeah, Forrest, have you looked outside? No. Oh well, see, that's my fault. I ah. looked outside, and then I then I then I read the news, and I go, oh oh. <laughs> Give me the comfort of Tim Conway and making people laugh on Carol Burnett. <laughs> oh, the dentist sketch is so good. It's fire. It's fire. So once I get through all that, though, I'll watch the Mario movie. But I just don't understand okay. why Chris Pratt needs to voice another uh, child hood like icon. Like it's kind of baffling. I'm not going to go into like, I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, impinge the honor of one Chris Pratt. I liked him as Peter Quill and all the sure. Guardians pictures and all the, the times he uh, 
he played that character. I thought he is great in uh, the Lego movies, and I also thought that he did a fine job as Mario in the Mario film, the Super Mario movie. Uh, I don't think he was the best person you could have cast in that role, uh, but he did a fine job. Um, but I agree. We don't, like, you know, don't over-index on Chris Pratt. You know, there's a lot of talented voice actors out there. Someone who probably sounds like Lorenzo Music. Like, if it's not Lorenzo Music, I'm I'm out of there. That's Garfield to me, and I'm not really interested in another Garfield. When Even when uh, Bill Murray played Garfield, not interested. No. We didn't need it then. I don't really think we need it now, but, like, it, it just felt... Oh, I just was like again and again, and I know the I know it wasn't because Chris Pratt was in the Mario movie that brought people to watch a Super Mario movie. It was just the fact it was Super Mario. Just, bet you most people didn't even realize it was Chris Pratt until like after the movie was over, and if they stayed through the trailers. So I'm like, just stop. Like, if you know if he comes back and he's like voicing He Man or something, I'm gonna have a shit fit. Yeah, I wonder what's next. Yeah, wonder what else he's going to take over. It's going to be, you know, Kermit the Frog? Is he going to do Kermit the Frog next? He had better not. Right? John. Right, that's a that's He violent. can't do Kermit the Frog. I think he might. Uh, Chris Pratt has a couple of voices and it's served him very well so far. Uh, I wish him all the best. <laughs> Coming in. Uh, oh shit! Now that was the shit right there. That was the shit. I was like, brr, brr, coming in hot. That's right. Yeah, but were you spicing up that sound bar and get some That's stuff right. on that thing? I like that. Yeah, get some, get some. Let's get some. Let's get some newer stuff in there. Brr, brr, coming up hot. That was yeah. That uh, that definitely. Uh, I just I typed in hot in the soundboard search tool. And uh, that was definitely my favorite of the uh, of the three. Well, you know what? This one comes out to you, man. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. But just replace all I do with all you do is win, oh, win, win, no matter what. I love it. Go. Yeah. And I think that the, the explanation makes it all that more special. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was also distressed by that news. Again, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon, but I agree. Just like there is a lot of other options out there. This seems like very uninspired casting. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, th- another thing that I'm kind of confused about is uh, a movie I didn't get to see this weekend. I definitely wanted to, but, uh, you know, we couldn't work it out. It just the schedule didn't work out, so we couldn't see it. Uh, but the, the Marvels is sort of, uh, a lot of people are taking what seems like a lot of joy in the fact that it is not doing as well as expected or doing worse than Marvel movies usually do, which of course has fired up the old speculation machine. Yep. Um, but it's, uh, and you have seen it, John. Do you want to give us your kind of brief, uh, spoiler free, uh, review of this uh of this this new marvel movie yeah totally um i had fun it that's was, what i hear i had fun it was nothing too serious um i really enjoyed the chemistry 
uh, between Brie Larson and Mon Villani, and uh, I'm blanking on the actress who plays Monica Rambeau, so I apologize there. Um, but I really enjoyed the chemistry between all three of them. Um, I feel like Mon Villani is like sort of the heart of it a little bit. I, I think they could have given her character a little bit more, but I still feel like she she was the connective tissue there. The plot wasn't too crazy, but it introduced some things. Um, this was this was Samuel Jackson's return to form as Nick Fury. That's so good if, to hear. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to wash some of Secret Invasion out, just watch this for his bits. He's fun. And arguably, the, the action scene that he's in was uh, a lot more action-y. So uh, than him looking like he just ran about half a block and got tired. That was all Secret Invasion. I really enjoyed it. Um, the uh, after credit scene is it's it's a it's a scene. Um, that's all I want to say about it. But um, I think it does. I think it does some real things. I I I really wish I understood the need to vocally cheer on something that might not be doing as well as other people expected. Just like, okay, if it bombs, it bombs, but what do you get out of it bombing? Right? Like, why do you need to feel the need to be uh, so vocal about it? That, yeah, I, that I don't, uh, that I never got even, even me as much of a hater and complainer <laughs> as I am about a lot of stuff. I'm not sitting there like, good that movie sucked yeah. and it deserves to suck and let me go ahead and, and go on my 15 different accounts write how much this movie sucks and i'm glad it because it's like them losing money isn't like like i make more money because of it or anything there, there there's no causality here just you voted you voted with your by deciding not to spend money on seeing it and that's it that's all you need to do but to be vocal about it's like it's like team sport shit for everything now it's like, I'm for it. I'm against it. I don't know. Just how about it is what it is. But I I enjoyed it. I had a fun time. Um, yeah, if you can see it in theaters, awesome. And uh, the the fight scenes I thought were actually choreographed pretty well. Hey, that's um, a that's a compliment for Marvel movies. Not always the not always the case. Uh, yeah, no, they 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 did it. I did see one person's take on it, which when I read it, I was like, oh, that would have been slightly cooler. But that's only because I've been, as you pointed out a little earlier, um, imbibing the heady drug of nostalgia, nostalgia <laughs> of shows that weren't even on when I was a, you know, when I uh, was bored. Sure. Um, uh, one person was like, if it would have been a little bit more like Charlie's Angels in Space, and I was just like, oh, that would have been kind of cool a little bit. But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't understand the hate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Why? Do, what, where do people get off? It's, Taking a movie that bombed theatrical, a superhero movie that bombed theatrically and making content out of it. What monsters. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who would do that at all. Not, I mean, sir, not here, not here at the the pious institution, which is Pop Saga. No, no, no. We have never done such things. Not the, at all. That's not, not, not at as all. recently as the Flash. Well, was that a superhero movie? 
Uh, great question. Uh, join our Discord. You tell us. Was that a superhero movie? And, uh, and also, I think there's probably more behind that than there is behind this. Yeah. Weird. Uh, I've heard a lot that it's fun. The reviews aren't typically it's, gr- like hugely glowing, but the ones, the people I trust are just like, yeah, it's a blast. Have fun. It's, it's like what Marvel it, used to be. It's nothing... How do I put it without sounding like diminishing it? It's nothing. It's not going to rock your world, but you're going to yeah, have a. You're going to walk out saying, "Hey, I got my money's worth." Yeah, it's not Infinity War. It's not Endgame. It's not any of those. But it was a fun time. I did not feel like I walked out. Un- unlike the Flash, I don't feel like I wasted my money watching it. Or like let's Quantumania, right? Or Quantumania, yeah. Let's that just one was do an apples to apples comparison here. Yeah, and I only saw it, you know, for certain reasons is the reason why I caught it in theater. If not, I should have waited because there wasn't it doesn't really offer much in either of this one, but at least this one was structured better. And, you know, arguably I like the characters more. Um Yeah. I've never been the biggest Ant Man fan. Um Mm, yeah, I like the uh, the alliteration there is fun. Thank you, thank you. I've always and you know, man, you know, if I was always going to short uh, uh, or cheer on for someone who's shrunk shorter, it's always the Adam, right? DC guy. So Ant Man was like blah, yeah, blah, and then you know what they did with him in the comics, blah. Like I was like, how do you like this guy? There's nothing that you can like about him after he crosses that line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, yeah, but this was fun. It was just fun. It was great seeing, you know, Miss Marvel's uh, family in it, too. You know, like, again, more representation. Like, all the things that we need in this world are in this movie, and that's probably why people are uh, are giddy that it's not doing so well. It's Weirdly it's- a lightning rod, uh, but uh, the ripples don't just stop there. Uh, uh, some people are uh, saying maybe because of this or maybe because they just want to give it a little more time to cook. Uh, Captain America, Brave New World, and the Blade movie are have moved out of yeah. 2024 in a very disappointing announcement, leaving Deadpool 3 uh, set to release July 26th next year as the only MCU movie that will be gracing theaters next year. It sounds like they're going to take a Star Wars-style break a little bit and give these other movies that they've already produced uh, a little breathing room. Not in the case of Blade, of course, because that is just a... It's a... I would I suggest if you're more curious about that, look it up. It is a, a story of a bit of a development uh, hell for that movie, which is so sad because I think they got the perfect cast for Blade and uh, the fact that they are that it just can't get off the ground, it makes me so depressed. <laughs> I can't. It, does, it makes me more depressed than it should. I just want more Blade movies, and this is making me sad. Now, granted, I can go back and watch the old ones, but still, I want more. I want new ones of that course. I haven't seen. You introduce but, it. Uh, yeah, you're, you're but hoping even that more, Right, exactly. Uh, but even more depressing than that, Captain America Brave New World. I'll have to wait another year to see it and i am just crushed this is this is the worst movie news i've heard and so they pushed out thunderbolts as well i assume so yeah they mm. the, the the article that i read anyway that said that the deadpool 3 becomes the only i don't think production on fun thunderbolts has even started 
I think it, uh, I think prime, maybe some primary stuff, but yeah, I think to your point, I don't even think, I don't even think new world order or whatever they're calling it now. Um, Brave so, new world. Brave new world. Thank you. That's right. I was thinking the old name. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm not even sure if that finished shooting. Yeah, I'm not sure. You saw a lot of those production, like, uh, those production stills of Anthony Mackie and uh, Harrison Ford yucking it up yeah. uh, behind the scenes. So they did some shooting on it, but the actor's uh, strike has kind of left everything up in the air. So who knows? But uh, yeah, Deadpool 3, going to have Wolverine in it. Huge jacked, a huge jacked man. Um, will be uh, reprising his role, so that's ex- certainly exciting. Um, but it's not, you know, it's it's also going to be yuck 'em up jokes time. Yeah, I feel I feel like this is probably a, a smart move. Honestly, you know, we've yeah, talked about let it cool down a little bit. Let it cool down. We don't know, you know, the Jonathan Majors case is going to be heard pretty soon. Uh, his uh, his request to get it uh, appealed or you know uh, dismissed uh, dismissed thank you uh, was denied so it'll be going to trial soon. That this feels like it's partly a studio protecting what they you know what they have. If this maybe this is cementing a little bit more that you know they're trying to move away from Kang as the, mm-hmm. the main villain for this so give yourself the time and space to edit and do reshoots and anything else or, you know, rewrites to make sure that you can correct the course as much as possible. And I believe in the next few weeks, they said we should be getting some sort of fantastic four casting news. So that would be exciting. That would be very exciting. So I think, you know, that one, two punch, maybe they'll like, yeah, this is going to be, it's no longer going to be the Kang dynasty. Maybe it'll be something else, you know, and then uh, secret, uh, secret wars and their thing. So like, I think it's a smart play. And if they're really cool with, um, Deadpool, maybe use Deadpool three as a, you know, a jumping off point for some more of this than we were expecting. So like, just let that sit there. Deadpool movies always do well. Um, yeah. I don't know if this one's going to be rated R though. I don't know if they've said that. Yeah, I you know I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I kind of feel like it is, uh, but I've also heard uh, it may connect to the larger Marvel universe in a way. I'm not going to spoil it for John unless you've heard about it already. Well, I can't uh, say anything because I, yeah, I'll just leave it like that. Okay, fair enough. Um, but, uh, you were just mentioning the, the Kane dynasty, Kane, the, Kane, the raising Kane dynasty, raising no, Kane the dynasty. Kane. That Kane sauce, so good. <laughs> the Kane dynasty, uh, and, uh, and Kane himself, uh, which I think is a nice segue into our thoughts about the finale of Loki. It seems like so recently, because it is, that you heard from us about the mid-season check-in, because, of course, that episode went out when the penultimate episode was a, a premiering on Disney+. Plus. Um, but uh, we have since watched both episodes, 
and uh, we're gonna give a little bit about our overall feelings of the series and how we're how we're feeling now in the afterglow of Loki in the absence of Loki now. Uh, before we get started, I think it is it proper to invoke the spoiler witch so we don't get in trouble because it's still relatively new. Spoilers, spoilers, double boilers, uh-huh. cauldrons Doable. burn, and secrets bubble. Yep, That's got us in, in the <laughs> rites and passages handed down to us by our ancestors. The spoiler witch has been invoked, and we will be we'll safe, be safe. Uh, tonight. Uh, tonight. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, how how off you know like, we we try to automate things here, so that's part of the reason why that was there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how much does that drive you crazy every time you hear it? Uh, you what used the to uh yeah. tonight? I don't know what you're talking about, John. It's part of the incantation. It's not a mistake. It's a very crucial part of the incantation. Can you imagine if I didn't say the uh? Ugh. The spoiler which would have us in a loophole. Sure, for sure. Sure, I mean, maybe there is a world where we could talk to the Spoiler Witch and see if we can... Oh, I talk to her all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you do. I don't. In the fiction of the show? Yeah, no, (laughs) I understand that. So that's why I'm saying maybe you could talk. You know, whatever. Okay. All right, I'll see if I I could... I'll I'll just, like, ask if I can cut the uh out and if that will still be okay. Just try... Look, next time you're at Because it does sound like a mistake. (laughs) A little bit, like I mean, I couldn't picture this this time, you know, like this this ancient incantation that's been passed down from like generation to generation, and someone was like, "Uh, tonight." Yeah, you would you would think they would know, they would know that, of course, we will be safe tonight is the line, and they wouldn't say "uh" in the middle because what else would you say next? Yeah. I'm more surprised that the incantation does work with the uh. No, but I mean, the uh is the, that's the linchpin. Yeah, that but is someone the... had to create the incantation for us. That's why, like, uh, 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 it's just, uh. I, look, yeah. I, I have no problems with it. I was more asking if it bothered you. Well, you don't you remember it... from the book, right? From the book, it, it said that they originally oh they tried it without the uh. Yeah, Are you flipping through it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Remember, right hold on. Remember, remember passage uh, 24 of chapter 286. Yep. They, yep. Remember on it, it says, Lo, and we doth say to the witch, we will mm-hmm. be safe tonight. And the witch doth tear our stomachs asunder. Oh, and right. with our entrails does sup upon the night thereafter a fortnight later some might say we said uh tonight and everything was cool so says goody forest burger <laughs> <laughs> oh now i get the uh yeah Forest yeah. a burger was what we used to call it. Be called before we, sure, <laughs> before we, our sure. family came to Ellis Island. Yeah, that's the reason why I get the. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, Loki thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um. Well, what a crazy couple of uh episodes. Wild, you might say. Um. 
that we ended out the season with. Uh, the the penultimate episode very much felt felt like a penultimate episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would. I don't mean this in any sort of even disrespect. I would say it's very much, it was a great filler episode. Um, yeah. It felt like filler. Definitely. I mean, we, yeah, we were treading water a little bit. Um, it was an episode about Loki getting the band back together, basically, because uh, the last episode, of course, we saw Victor Timely rip to spaghetti uh, off his bones and then uh, the loom exploding and with it the TVA and a great flash of light and we thought it was all over but no in fact uh, Loki has afforded the opportunity to go around to these unpruned timelines and gather his friends um, and even though it is a filler episode we find like again just masterful performances by uh, Tom Hiddleston here um, because we find out that, you know, the reason he is gathering all these people to try to save the TVA is that he has found friendship in a way that he values, uh, maybe for the first time ever. Um, and he doesn't want to lose his friends. And that's like really a powerful, emotional driving, f- uh, force behind, uh, all of his actions. And it really, it really comes through in in how he is like slipping through time and and trying to and trying to convince these people uh to uh to join him in something that sounds objectively bonkers truly yeah the the thing about loki having friends in this um in this mcu is a a few i don't know before thor ragnarok would have been almost unconscionable but yeah yeah he was the big bad in the avengers lest you forget uh i did thanks for reminding me oh well good (laughs) i'm glad i could have have provided that service but uh yeah it is really fascinating and i think that we get to see a little bit of the 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 personalities of these characters outside of the tva and i think that that is very it's 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 compelling it's an important part of uh what sets up the finale to be so emotionally impactful and it's equally heartbreaking to see all these people that you've grown to care about get spaghettified there's just something so disturbing about it uh that effect the sort of spaghettification of somebody and then the it turning into dust that is just so upsetting yeah it's very wispy and yeah no it looks painful too yeah, people definitely scream when it happens. I mean, not not everybody. Certainly, uh, Obi uh, is just like, oh, it was a fiction problem, and then he turns into spaghetti. And um, but then um, other people scream, and that is really makes it quite unsettling. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, no, the season, the the penultimate episodes, episode five, just. Again, filler, but great filler. Excellent acting throughout, throughout. And it, 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 for me, a great way to kind of show Loki's heroic journey in turning into a hero. Yeah, certainly solidifying the stakes, if it wasn't clear already, um, in a way that 
I felt like the previous season and episodes play into. I read a, uh, I read an interview with the show's creator, and he was saying how this is going to be it. There's no plans to do any further Loki, which I think is great. And that he had always conceived of it as this perfect two-season arc. Which I think really shows. It was... It just goes to show, like, when you have an like an entire story in mind, how satisfying and rewarding a, uh, I don't know, a TV viewing experience can be. I've seen people out there who have wildly different takes. I There's even people I work with who are like, I did not like this season at all. It's not where I'm coming from. I understand that that might be your opinion, but to me, this was really something special. It goes up. Uh, it goes up there. I think. Uh, what don't you like? What? Yeah, good. Yeah, that's a very qu- good question. What's there not to like? I think it would be interesting to hear the criticisms of this person because it's someone, like I said, I work with and I respect a lot, and who knows what makes a good story in a way that is undeniable um because of what and i think that like it would be great to hear kind of like from someone who is an accomplished storyteller what about the story is is bumping them um but yeah i really this whole i've been enthralled and with this entire season and uh all the way up into the finale and then including the finale it just like I can't, it's like maybe to me the best thing that Marvel has ever done. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if I'd go out and say it's the best thing Marvel's ever done. I mean, it's, the MCU. Or not. MCU. Well, MCU, even that, like. I don't know. Like, can I, for me, it's hard for me this, even when we talked about it, it's really still hard for me to separate that, uh, that conjunct that, that, that division between TV and movie and what you can do with TV that you can't necessarily do with a movie, right? Like a movie, you get, usually you can have larger spectacles and things like that. But with the, the TV show, depending on how many episodes you get, you can tell longer forms stories or things that are a lot more impactful so it has a lot more punch to it takes you a little bit more time to get there but in the end it it, it can have a lot more depth that you just can't crystallize in two hours sure and, i get what you're saying it's kind of an apples and oranges comparison not a, exactly a fair comparison to make yeah. because this character was given so much it was giving movies and movies of character growth and then on top of that a very in-depth and well-written series to continue said growth. Yeah, because it's almost like someone had a plan. <laughs> what is and that? And they were allowed to execute to their plan. I don't know about that. I know, weird, right? So, like, well, I, I'll i go and say that I think this is probably the best MCU show. I'll give it that. I thoroughly didn't. I was not expecting to like this as much as I did. We talked about how much I didn't really care for the end of uh, season one. Still enjoyable. I just wasn't feeling it because I didn't feel like the ramifications. Uh, This, I feel like, sets up broader things that needed to be set up. 
and uh, it, was, it was highly enjoyable. And if you know, like, look, I'm not a quality actor, judger, or anything like that, but the acting in this was just like another level from everyone. Um, Truly, there's a there's a line in there that is said with the same energy as uh, "I'm burning you." from stepbrothers that I absolutely positively enjoy. <laughs> he's like, I stole it. That was yeah. uh, when Obi was like, I stole it. Yeah. And then Tanya, Tanya said it first, but I was thinking it in my head. She's just like, it's like, I'm buried. You. I was like, yeah, same energy. Perfectly acted. <laughs> yes. <a> masterpiece. <laughs> right. Of course it was, it kind of sounded like a thing from stepbrothers. Five stars. Five stars. That's all you need to do for me. But yeah. I mean, Realistically, it's just, it's so wonderfully acted. It's, I would be really interested in that person's take to kind of figure out why they didn't care for it. Cause I, I enjoyed it and I felt like it ended satisfactorily. So when you're like, well, they're not planning on coming back and doing a season three, or maybe if they do, it's not like this or whatever. I'm totally content. If you never told me another Loki story, I'd be okay with it. Um, yeah, I think that this is all we get. I think this is all we get because the events of the finale make me think that unless we get another uh, variant of Loki, this version of Loki that has been the star of this wonderful show for this whole time, you know, has has ascended to another form, a form that is is outside of our, you know, to be fair, outside of our comprehension, outside of time, outside of space. Well, they've converted him to how he is kind of in the comics now. He's no longer the god of mischief. He's the god of stories. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how he gets, uh, you know, converted to in the comics. And it's a nice parallel to have that happen in the show. I do think we're going to get Loki again. I feel like he shows up for secret wars. I just don't think, I hope not. You might be right. I hope they don't do that. I mean, I don't, well, let me, I'll say with an asterisk here, the only way that doesn't really come to fruition is if the Kang stuff completely changes. Cause I, I feel like those two are now like on polar opposite ends of, uh, of the way things I could see maybe Kang wanting the a Kang or that Kang, he who remains Kang or whatever, wanting to get back at that Loki and that Loki needing the, you know, quote unquote, create the, uh, uh, the secret Avengers or, you know, the galaxy Avengers, or I forget what they're called in the comics, but there's that like multiversal group of, of Avengers. And I could see a Loki pulling them all together to do that in one scenario not saying but if they change direction on kang then i can see just leaving loki be where he is which again i would be a hundred percent completely fine with i'm not sitting there pining for more loki i'm just saying i could see him coming back in that in that regards yeah you never can be too sure of course tom hiddleston has been saying that he this is the end for him for this character we've heard actors say that before about performances and then that be a total fucking lie so well well, see it's tough because i hear that but then i read another story where he's talking about well he's not necessarily sure this is the end of loki (laughs) right like so like this will they won't they 
you know, summer, fall type of shit is just like, what? I don't know what to believe anymore. And knowing this, he could totally come back um, or not. But again, I would be content with it. I'd be happy with it either way. I actually don't think it would diminish what happened in um, the end of uh, season two. But I think if he could do anything but be a god that sits at the end of time and holds basically our timeline together or sits at the center of the Yggdrasil uh, and and is the shepherd of our timeline and the only th- the bulwark against the end of time, I think if he does if he does anything beyond that, then his sacrifice is diminished for sure. Uh, because part of what makes the ending to this so impactful, at least to me, is that his this is his glorious purpose. It just isn't the purpose that he thought it would be, but it is a purpose that is that he must sacrifice everything to achieve. Uh, and in doing so, he become he goes from an alien that is considered a god, which is how they described Asgardians in this in the MCU, to transcend to be a literal god. Yeah, I mean, I get I I I, I get where you're coming from with that, but I I think that if he was to come back, it would be to protect what he sacrificed for. Like, I think we, I think he's redeemed himself to that point where, you know, he, he, he effectively does this to make sure that, you know, these other timelines, these other branches could have free will um, and not be relegated to uh, sacred timelines. The most important, all other timelines are like two or lower, you know what I mean? And the, the constant pruning that was happening under Kang. This was his sacrifice was to make sure that the free will existed. And I think he'd want to maintain that for those if it ever became under attack. Um, Because I don't see how you have a Kang movie without him either trying to get some form of revenge or something that harkens to you know, destroying branches or just, you know, or, or, or controlling time or some sort of way like that. And if Loki is now the linchpin that's controlling all these new, um, new realities that are forming and all that stuff, he'd want to get at the center of that and chop that proverbial tree down. Cause he, he removed that, the fail safe that we learned that the loom was in favor of, you know, a more organic thing, which by the way, frankly looked absolutely beautiful that's a brilliant shot yeah that whole sequence where he declares that he finally understands what god he wants to be because like the entire final episode is him uh figuring out he can control his time slipping because he gets everyone together in the same room he thinks that he has the solution it doesn't work uh realities are still ending and turning into spagoot uh, and then he discovers that he can control the time slipping and uses that to basically try to do the perfect thing and then mm-hmm. realizes that there is no such thing. There's like whatever he tries to do, however perfect it is, everything that goes exactly right, it will always end because, as you pointed out, he who remains built the loom to be a failsafe. And when everything gets too hairy, it explodes, wipes out everything, and starts anew. Uh, thus reassuring that he who remains will be back 
and everything will go as he has planned. Uh, Loki breaks this chain by uh, gathering dead timelines and imbuing them with his uh, Asgardian magic and then carrying it through to the end of time to that it becomes his cape. His, he, oh, his uh, horns return. Oh, that was beautiful. Him just walking and like the clothes just getting blown off. And I was like, oh shit, we're going to get, we're going to see some Hiddleston butt cheeks. Nope. Instead nope. he formed it to like this new, you know, this new outfit and really like tapping into the power that he has. Oh, I, I this was some of the, if, if anything that I will give this, um, the show, all the credit for and all, all all the things I love is the sheer amount of visual storytelling that happened here because it's not like the whole time he was doing this we had Morbius and them going oh he's sacrificing for us yeah. oh, he's creating there's none of that it's just you hope you were paying somewhat attention to what was going on but it visually now capes becoming timelines yeah. wow wow it's just like that movie the cell wow <laughs> you know like no totally it was just such a visual feast and the fact that we were all able to kind of infer what he was doing without being told was a, a refreshing was a refreshing mechanic. I love. Yeah, just they didn't being... feel like they needed to to sit down the audience and explain it to them, which I I, I definitely agree. I, I appreciate it very much, and uh, they end it with a really beautiful coda as well. Um, all the characters get some form of closure and final growth in these moments that I think is just fascinating, including mm-hmm. uh, Victor Timely not being given the TVA manual and not like having his his uh, life um, sort of co-opted by He Who Remains. Uh, I thought was was very interesting. Yeah, the only one who was done dirty was Ravona. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, she kind of deserved it, right? I mean, sure, but we, yeah, I mean, look, we don't know what happens. And uh, I I was reading that the original episode five was scrapped. Um, the script was there, it was wild and out there. And Marvel execs were like, no, you need to rewrite it. So what we got for five was what we got. So I have a feeling like maybe in that rewrite for five, they just dropped out some Ravona stuff because yeah, we just see her just cooking off. And I'm like, Oh, I guess she's, uh, she's going to get super cold by Alioth or whatever, which is fine mm-hmm. if that's what it is. But I feel like out of all of them, that was kind of, she's probably done the most dirty. Um, well, she, they reveal that it, before she got her memory erased, that she was, she commanded Alioth in the war, Aloth, whatever it's called, uh, the the huge dragon at the end of time. She commanded him in the 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 time war, the temporal war, time war, temporal war is from Star Trek, but I'm gonna use it here anyway. Uh, and uh, so that seems fitting. That seems it's like it's almost like a loop of what she did before she. The the thing is, what I think worked about that scene for me is that. She her acting sells it because she goes from like oh I'm scared to oh wait remember the like I know you and then sort of a determination I don't know what she's gonna do maybe just have like a blast at the end of time because there's a lot of people there we know that that's true 
shit, there's another, there's other Kangs, probably. Yeah. Other so, Lokis? Other Lokis, yeah. I mean, it's just the one that I guess for me, I could have done with a little bit more on, but it wasn't enough to make me go like, oh, bullshit, show's terrible, this is over. It wasn't, it was just one of those things where everyone kind of gets this nice, you know, goodbye. We're getting this revisit through the TVA. We're seeing, you know, like reprints of the TVA handbook, but it's got both Obi and Timely's name on it. Like all these nice touch adjustments, the loom is no longer visualized. It's a tree on the screen, for example. Yeah, um, all the logos, a lot of the posters and logos have changed to reflect that. You know, and it seemed like definitely a kinder, gentler uh, TVA, so to speak. And you know, we even shit, we even get a quantum uh, mania. Little, little uh, side note. Right. They talk, you know, they talk about that was, that was nice because that felt like for me, for some change with a lot of the, the movies or a lot of the shows is just like, yeah, there are characters from these movies, but they really don't, they're not as interchangeable as they should be. So that was a nice touch, but yeah, no, I, I mean, boy, that scene in Ant-Man Quantumania where he turns into spaghetti hits a bit different, huh? A little bit. Yeah. All the, the variants of Scott and the they keep getting spaghettified. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They they I guess they were priming the pump in a way. They're like, Oh, you're gonna get this again, so you better get yeah. you, you better get used to this. When um, you see it again, uh like I just yeah. want to hear like ah! like just a <laughs> symphony of screaming the whole time. <laughs> Seriously, with splitting this, apart with his muscles just being ripped from bone. Yeah. yeah but, oh, a lot more go- ghoulish uh, in w- after seeing these. Uh, but uh, yeah, really good stuff. Really fantastic finale. I was left like it was, it's so rare that TV shows can nail the ending. There's yeah. m- many more stories about like the, the, the ones that didn't than the ones that do, but man, after this was all done, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I like. I wish there was more in a way, but it was like a great uh, whole story um, that wrapped up in a very satisfying way. The character arcs were amazing, and, and like you don't feel like you're being robbed of like uh, development or, or situations that you wish you could see those characters in. Like The whole thing left me very satisfied from a narrative standpoint. And, uh, yeah, all in all, just was super happy with how it wrapped up. It was an amazing, it's an amazing series. And I think I'm going to watch the whole series front to back in, uh, you know, as few sittings as possible. And I think taken as an entirety, it's going to be even better. Yeah. I kind of, um, I now sort of wish I would have, uh, watched, like waited and, and seen it all at once it's sort of or at the very least watched all of season one uh in a row oh like prior to this yeah like i kind of wish i would have done that because that would have been like i think that would have been a lot better because i liked don't get me wrong i like kind of dropping into this not expecting anything so then mm-hmm. when i got what i got i was like oh wow this is intriguing as shit i don't know what's going on so that was super enjoyable, but I think having that like season one really fresh in the mind leading into this, because I think you could have a real good, 
Like you could have a real good like binge day with that. I think you're you're going to be in for a real treat doing that. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I mean, highly enjoyable. If you haven't watched it and you listen to this, uh, sorry, but go watch it anyway. We're we're oddly skipping around a fair amount of stuff. So we spoiled some things, but yeah, you should totally check it out. It's it just. <laughs> I mean, wow. we gave we just gave summaries of both of the last two episodes. Yeah, but they're just summaries. You know, there's a lot of uh, subtext in between and other things that I don't know. They yeah, just... that you got to watch the show to figure out. That's not our job. Yeah, like this is a audio medium, and that's uh, I'm right. Not, and you hear how I talk every week. You think I'm good at describing things? <laughs> not really, but that Get is. Out of Get out of town. You're great. And don't let anyone ever tell you different. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to talk about every single thing because this is not a recap episode. But what it is, is our impressions sode. And those are our impressions. We loved it. We love Loki turning into the god of stories and forming the timelines into the Yggdrasil tree. Yep. Yeah, all that was. I or Yggdrasil. Oh, but oh my god, it just especially like when it was on the side, and I was like, Oh, cool! It's always like, Wait, is it gonna turn into the in it when it did? I was like, Oh my god, this is so well. For me, I was like, Uh, uh, Green Lantern's light. Oh, wait, no, (laughs) yeah, I mean, this this is nothing but your color, too. Oh, yeah, you better believe it, you're getting nothing, man, and um. It's another like costume that you could definitely cosplay as. It's very, oh, it's go. very lightweight. That's the one thing I'm going to tell you about all uh, the 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 costumes in the Marvels. You can tell Brie Larson was like, uh, "Yeah, you're making me something I can move around in." Yeah, oh, that <laughs> first. You nothing. To everyone else. These two need to pay their dues with their costumes, but my costume might as well just be. Uh, pair of sweatpants and sweatshirt and it's it's good but like I was just like wow and seeing Loki's costume at the end of this like his outfit I was like yeah that's real that's real lightweight cosplay material thank you so much for that you know yeah uh, yeah I mean I loved it he had like this fun little like very handmade looking loafers and uh, a cape and cowl that was just a cut an amazing silhouette uh, humongous uh kitsugi horns oh, so uh, yeah, even that the fucking kitsugi metal bleeding up into the fucking throne i was just like oh my god this is truly glorious purpose yeah truly mm-hmm. truly truly yeah it's, a, it's such a fun time yeah like Forrest said we loved it go watch it if you haven't and if you have yeah. awesome congratulations gold star yeah. for you welcome to the club uh, come join our Discord and tell us about how much you love the show. Or if you didn't, I would love to hear from people who just didn't and why that has is possibly could be. Uh, I'm sure your reasons are valid and good, but uh, but I don't get them. <laughs> <laughs> Word. I'm coming in. Hot. Uh, all right. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> My hands are up in the air already. I was getting ready to get started. 
Uh, well, that's all our hot takes we got for you for Loki season finale and all the hot news is fit to print here at Pop Saga. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us this evening. Uh, and we're going to bid you a fond adieu. But first, your favorite part of the show is here. Your second favorite part of the show. If your favorite part of the show is what are we enjoying this evening, your second favorite part of the show has got to be the outro. And so, without further ado, allow me to thank Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. There's a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. You should check it out. Uh, in addition to that, there's a link to our in our show notes to all of our socials, including our Discord, where all the parties are, all of them. And don't let anyone tell you any different. Uh, please, if you want to, you can join up. You can use the link there to jump on there, and you can talk with us about stuff. We had a terrific, very funny conversation about Nightman just recently, based on a recent episode, inspired one of our super fans to actually watch it, which I am very glad about, because the yucks can go on. Uh, and you that could be you, if you, but only if you join our Discord. Uh, we've got other stuff in there that you can contact us on, but it ain't the Discord. So, uh, with that said, I would also like to say, wherever you are out there, however you choose to listen to us, we hope that you're feeling happy, and you're feeling healthy, and if you're not, that's okay too, but I'm gonna pass it over to John for the final word. Remember, folks... For you, for all of us, have a good week. Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Daily City. <laughs> you want the hype? I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go. 